guy. He was a project manager, and we were in the cafeteria, and we spoke to one another, like, we were just like, hey, what's up, catching up? We hadn't seen each other in a while. And I guess one of his coworkers comes over, and he's like, oh, you know, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm a software engineer. He looks at me, he's like, you're a software engineer? And I go, yeah. We, we come in all shapes, colors, and sizes, sis. I came out from the mall, dread-headed dog. Had big dreams, but my city was too small. Came through a lot, man, I didn't see a lot. Hey. What's up, man? It is Ben Spence Hilaire, and welcome to another episode of the Dreadhead and Tape Podcast. And I am your host. And right now, this is episode two. For this episode, what we got going on is we have a young queen that goes by the name of Monet. And Monet gonna explain to us how she got into the tech industry. Basically, man, she came from designing MySpace pages to having her own babysitting, you know, company. Uh, and then from there on, she got into the bank industry. And then transition to the tech industry. So before we start, don't forget, man, leave a positive review and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dreadhead and Tech. Let go. Okay. Well, my name is Monet Fulgum. Um, I am a software engineer with the Home Depot in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I mainly work with React, Java, Node. Eighty-five um, percent of my day is basically JavaScript. Um, yeah. That's, that's me, like, in a very small nutshell. <laughs> okay, and then you said right now you at uh, Atlanta? Yes, I'm in Atlanta. Uh-huh. Are you from Atlanta, or did you move? Oh, no, I am from Florida. Uh, really? Uh, Atlanta's always been, like, my second home, so, yeah. Oh, I'm actually from South Florida. Okay, yeah. I'm from Central Florida. My folks moved to Lakeland when I was six, and then we moved to Tampa when I was 13, so. Uh, and then when did you move up to Atlanta? Um, so my dad moved to Atlanta when I was 14. So I always went like back and forth, but then I went to college out here, um, 2008, graduated in 2012, came back in 2015, and pretty much been here ever since. Uh, and what, what college did you go to? Uh, I went to a PWI that nobody knows called Oglethorpe University. Wow, like what major did, did you study out there? Uh, I studied economics, actually. I had every intention to go into like research, statistics, government, then realized that I hated government um didn't really want to be told what to do that sort of thing mm. so um yeah kind of decided i didn't want to do that and ended up in banking and hated it so yeah all right so so before you actually went to school to study that like what what was the main i guess idea or inspiration to get into that you know was it more of a let me, let me just choose any major or was it like did you really want to become part of that industry it kind of ugh, it's a bit of a mix right so my mom taught me about like compounding interest when I was just a teen I had a babysitting service and my mother taught me all these financial kind of like tools and, and foundations and I realized like oh I kind of like this I kind of want to go into it I realized I didn't really want to go the finance specific route because it was hella stress and a whole bunch of just I just didn't want to deal with that I didn't quite enjoy that, but I enjoyed, like, studying how markets worked, how people made decisions when it came to money and, like, fiscal policy and monetary policy. So um, in high school, I took a couple of AP economic courses and fell in love and just kind of went from there. Um, It was, like, a really – it was a weird – because I, I didn't know anybody in economics, especially not any black people in economics. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like, all right, well, this seems dope, so let me see how that works. So mm, Okay, and then also, you, you mentioned that you had a babysitting service. Uh, you did, or did your mom have a 
No, I did. When I was like 15, 16, like I was CPR certified the whole nine. Like really? I had about like four or five consistent clients that uh, I always babysat for. And then I got so busy that I ended up kind of like hiring a friend um, <laughs> and having her do some jobs that I couldn't. So yeah, so my mom was like, well, since you're actually running a business, let's sit down and figure out how, how this actually works. Because my mom, she had her own real estate company. So she... You know, she was an entrepreneur. I grew up in that uh, environment, you know, from the jump. So, yeah. Oh, okay. So, so your so mom was kind of inspired to become an entrepreneur at that early age. Absolutely. Before we go into the tech world, like after high school, you went to you started working at the bank, right? Um, uh-huh. like when did you decide to to either quit uh, that area, or or when did you decide to get into the tech itself? So, like, you know, when MySpace and Black Planet were like popping, like that was. So in high school, I had the choice to go to either an art school or a STEM school, and like, I went to magnet schools as a kid. Like my first, my elementary and my middle school, they were all STEM based, and I hated every minute of it. I didn't like it at all. So I wanted to try something new. I wanted to get into arts and stuff so with that i kind of picked up a little bit more like graphic design i was on like yearbook and newspapers so i worked with a lot of adobe products and i really enjoyed it and i wanted to you know with myspace i kind of combined the two tools with that like figuring out how to make pages look dope with code a little bit and infusing graphics with it like i had the the photoshop game on lock like i had the my whole page like looked completely different than everybody else's it was it was amazing um so that kind of is what got me started and then you know as you get a little older and it was just kind of like okay i think this is going to make me the most money so at the time i didn't think that graphic design and web page design was really gonna turn into anything although my mom called it i remember i was 14 she was like oh you can learn how to sell myspace layouts and make a little money and i was like mom ain't nobody trying to buy no layout from a 14 year old i was wrong um so then after I got into, I used to work at this huge bank, like an international bank as a business analyst. And um, and I, I kind of got introduced to the tech side with that a little bit more because I was working with business teams. Um, the business team would tell us, oh, hey, we need this thing changed. And then my job was to get the requirements from them, come up with test plans, um, work with the developers where they could create like test environments for us go on and test stuff and make sure it worked and then give the developers the okay to upload it into production, basically, um, in a very general sense of the term. Um, and my, my title was business analyst, but I think it was more like QA stuff, but whatever. Mm. So that's kind of how I got into it. Like I realized that I kind of missed like the graphic design stuff, but I wanted to learn more about how to make pretty websites and how to do that. And, um, a couple of people on the tech teams, that I were cool with, you know, they, they were the traditional computer science background kind of people. So I just felt like I was like, Oh, if I'm going to do that, I have to go back to school. And I was already, you know, $40,000 in debt from mm. college. And it was just like, ah, mm. yeah, <laughs> I don't the, know if I want to do that. So yeah, the worst. yeah. Oh man. And, and, but as far as like, you know, engineering goals, um, how did you, I guess, decide to become an engineer? So, decided to become an engineer after I quit my job on the spot in Tampa and decided I was going to come back to Atlanta. Um, well, l- let me, let me backtrack. That's not the moment that I decided when I came back to Atlanta for another business analyst opportunity. Um, 
I was working at SunTrust and I had been there for about two years mm-hmm. and they had pretty much let us know like in a year, your job's probably going to go away. We're probably going to outsource it to India or somebody. Oh, wow. um, so it was just kind of like, all right, well, <laughs> I don't really want to be a business analyst anymore. Um, around that time, I had started picking back up the graphic design stuff mm-hmm. um, and actually had like started getting a little bit of little bit of clientele for like logos and that sort of thing mm-hmm. realized very quickly i didn't want to do logos um i you know my mother being the person that my mother is like amazing she can see everything from a bird's eye view yeah. i can't she see. sounds great so far i mean from what i've heard so far she made you become an entrepreneur she inspired you she knows like the mind my mom is lit <laughs> my mom is gold she lives in mexico after living in thailand for two years she's like let me know when you want to come to mexico uh i got a spare room for you i'm like you know what i'm like mama's goals um but she told me like when i was going through this transition like i was miserable i hated my job i was so tired and she's like well why don't you get back into the web design stuff like i remember you really enjoyed that you know you're back with your graphic design why don't you figure out how to do that so i had started like going to meetups in atlanta like the tech scene here is big but it's small because like there's so much to do with tech but everybody knows everybody um which could be a good and bad thing but um so i started going to meetups learning more about like web design and trying to pick up like coding skills and i was already decent with html and css but the next step was javascript and it was like okay i tried to do like some self-taught self-pacing type stuff like code academy pre-code camp youtube tutorials udemy the whole nine and realized very quickly that i needed a little more structure and i needed you know if i had questions i I didn't know where to go to ask these questions so that's when i started attending meetups and there was um an intro to javascript class um that this group called um thinkful atl was was holding and i don't know what thinkful atl was i was just kind of like all right cool whatever so I took the class, and it turns out that Thinkful was actually a boot camp. Thinkful, they, you know, they hosted classes in the whole nine, and I, I went to several other meetups, and Thinkful kept hosting, like, these big, you know, events, or th- these really cool events. Um, I remember I went to one event, and it was like, see what our students are building. And that's kind of what got me in, because I could see, like, they had students from every part of their program, like, beginning HTML, CSS, okay, now you're learning Node, okay, now you're learning Node and React, like, this is what you can build if you take our course, and it was just like, wow, these people are, like, they're building these bomb websites, like, they're building these cool web apps, like, oh my god, how do I do that, um, and what really, like, sold me, so thankful at the time, I think now it's kind of evolved, but they had a money-back guarantee, Mm. so I did a, um, the, the class that I took, it was a part-time, um, full-stack web developers course. Yeah, like, so what uh, happens is... For, for how much uh, was that? How, how much money was the, uh, you know, for that class, for the program? So I don't know, I was like nine grand. How um, many months was it for nine grand? Um, so for this program in particular, it was supposed to be six months long. Uh, um, and this was the, the, the part-time, you know, option, the full-time yeah. option. Um, I'm not sure how much it was, but it was, you know, every day and it's all remote basically, Mm. but they have uh, mentors that they pair you up with that kind of hold you accountable. So I met with my mentor, um, three times a week and we would go over any questions that I had. We would look over, we do code reviews, um, just the whole nine. And my last week I got, um, 
three mentors and uh, my last mentor, his name is Lewis. He's based in Toronto, black guy based in Toronto. And he was so patient with me because there were some days I just wanted to throw my Mac across the room. It was a big <laughs> <laughs> I know But it was, it was a great program. Um, I paid, I'm still paying for it, honestly. But really? the money back guarantee that they had was like, if you can't find a job six months after graduating, mm. we'll give you the money back. And then, uh... um, then I think the full-time program now, it's like if you do our full-time program, you don't have to pay us back until you get a job. Mm. So I was like, oh, okay, you know what? The guarantees make me feel good. Like yeah. I looked into Georgia Tech's boot camp program and I actually had a friend taking it at the time and I wasn't really impressed with what they were doing. And then they charged like 15 grand Dang. for their program yeah. and you had to be in the classroom and the whole nine. And I was like, all right, whatever, like this ain't gonna work for me, but... Thankful gave me like a small little scholarship for being a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like an extra two hundred fifty dollars, um, which was, I mean, two hundred fifty dollars. I didn't have to pay, so I'll take yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So long story short, did that. Uh, I studied about thirty hours a week, averaging along with working full time. Um, oh, so basically, when you was going to class, you were still working at the uh, bank, or were you doing your own yeah. freelance project? No, no, no. I was, I was still working at the bank. Oh. So I was working full-time, studying part-time, which is why I did the part-time class. And, and like I said, all the classes are remote. So mm. um, at least the full-time ones, or uh, the part-time ones. I'm not sure about the full-time ones. Okay. But the part-time was remote, so I could do it at my own pace as long as I graduated within six months. Mm. And honestly, I technically haven't, like, officially graduated because I found a job before I graduated because I was really? hell-bent on getting out of my position. Mm. So I wasn't trying to wait that six month mark. When did you start the, the the boot camp? So I started September 2017, and I started with Home Depot May 2018. And also, you said that you're still paying the boot camp, but are you still in that class, still taking classes, or are you completely finished with it? No, no, no I'm not taking classes. Although the resources and everything are still available to me, mm-hmm. um, but. So what happens is, like, I took out, like, a, a private loan to be able to pay it off. So I've been paying about $300 a month to pay it off. Mm. Um, and I might have been, you know, blessed to be in a position to be able to handle that payment before I even got into tech, along with my student loans, car payment, credit card, blah, 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 because I had been working. I've been, like, tech adjacent for so long, and the yeah. salaries and those fields, you know, they're a little higher than the norm so i was able to kind of finesse a little bit mm-hmm. um i understand a lot of people might not be in that position but you know there might be other options out there because i took out a loan with skills fund mm. um but maybe if like you go to your local credit union maybe you'll be able to finesse something for a lower interest rate that'll be more affordable i don't know mm-hmm. um that's something for folks to look into or you know, depending on your job, you might be able to get your job to pay for it. I don't know. As far as uh, Home Depot goes, like, walk me through it. Like, how did you get that position, that job? So, I think I started job hunting, like, February. And uh, I had been networking like crazy around that time. And I had, um, so the cool thing about Atlanta's tech space, like, especially here with Georgia Tech, they, they have a lot of networking events, and there's, there's this um, space called uh, Tech Square Labs. And sometimes they host job fairs in, um, where all these major vendors come out. In Atlanta, like, I mean, Home Depot was there. A bunch of blockchain, blockchain companies were there. Um, Atlanta Tech Village was out there. Like, 
Cabbage was there, Turner was there, like all of these big names, especially in Atlanta, and you know, like I said, Turner's you know international. Um, and they were like, okay, you know, all come one, come all. If you want to work in tech, you know, come with your resume in hand. Let's you know, let's network, let's see. So I went to Home Depot and gave them my resume. And one of the recruiters was like, oh, yeah, we're looking for entry-level software engineers. Apply online. And, you know, let's see where this goes. So I applied. Um, I gave them my resume, and I applied. And then, like, a couple weeks had passed. And they had given me, like, some special link to apply with, from their networking event. And then I applied again directly on the website a few weeks later. And then, um, so I get a call on Sunday, on a Sunday. I think it was, like, late March, early April at this point. And my phone rings and I'm sitting in the nail salon and the lady calls me. I think she's on Indian time. She's mm. out in Asia. So I think it might be Monday morning for her. I don't know. Mm. Um, and I told her, I'm like, she's like, hi, can we chat? Like, do you have time to discuss the position with Home Depot for a little bit? And I'm like, no, I'm at the nail salon. Can you, you call me no? back tomorrow? <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's real bold. All right, I respect that. <laughs> but it was just like, I'm literally, like, the lady is, like, drilling. Yeah. You know the sound of the drill? You got people behind you. Oh, it's like, I okay, can't too noisy. comfortably. No, nah, that makes sense. Because overall, just too noisy in the background. Yeah, I was like, I'm out. So I can't really, and I even said, I was like, I'm out. It's a little noisy. I don't, you know, yeah. want the noise to interfere. So... She calls me back on Monday. Mind you, I'm at my job on Monday, so I find an office, and, and she schedules my interview for that Thursday. And Thursday, um, we did this huge group interview. There was, like, eight of us. They split us. Excuse me. No, it was, like, ten of us, and they split us off into two groups of five. And we did, like, these group exercises in, um, in Java, which I didn't know any Java at that time, and the recruiter let me know. She was like, well... The job will be using a lot of Java. I was like, well, I'll be honest, I don't have any Java experience. My experience is more with JavaScript. She's like, well, are you willing to learn Java? I was like, absolutely. She's like, perfect. We'll see you Thursday. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, so I go in for the interview. It's a group interview. They really just kind of wanted to see how you work together because Home Depot is very, you, you're forced to work in a pair. We, the, um, Home Depot participates in this thing called extreme programming, pair programming, like, Day in and day out, you are working with somebody sitting next to you. So they want to see how you work in a group. So um, there were two parts to that interview. Um, I felt like I did a good job at the interview. I just wasn't, I wasn't really sure. That was the first time I'd ever done something like that before. So it was like, okay, cool. So then I get another call on Sunday, <laughs> following Sunday. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm at the house, whatever. So she's like, well, you know, we loved you in the interview, like, when can you start? Like, what's your salary? What's this? What's that? And then we're talking. Whoa. And she's like, okay, great. So, uh, awesome. Uh, welcome to Home Depot. Like, hey, girl, you got the job. Really? And I was like, Bleh. that was that's pretty impressive. Cause like, it, it, yeah. it, it takes you know, it takes a long time to really get uh, any job. As you know, matter of fact, but just like you know, as as a, as a young black queen too, it's kind of like you know, nothing like that. That's that, that's real dope. Yeah, so I was actually really surprised at the turnaround time because I had been interviewed with a couple of places at that point. Like, mm. I had done some technical assessments, some interviews. I had, like, created some small little projects for other companies, and I was waiting to hear back from them. And, mm -hmm. like, it was just, it was so quick, the turnaround. And then, of course, like, Home Depot had this initiative where they were trying to hire 1,500 um, engineers. So 
excuse me, apparently I got one that got one was good because mm. they, they, the turnaround time was so quick. And then I got my offer letter like that following Wednesday. So within like a week and a half, I had already like figured out what I was doing. So yeah. by this time, it's like, you know, around like, mid, I guess like mid-ish April. I don't remember the exact timeline. I just remember my, my start date was May 21st mm. with Home Depot. And it happened so perfectly because like the day before I got the offer letter, my manager quit and my other coworker was like, screw this, I'm going into retirement. Like my job was that miserable. So For the, for the bank job. For the bank job, right. Mm. So, like, my manager, they had demoted my manager. He was one of the best managers I'd ever had. So, mm. I was like, oh, he's leaving? Oh, yeah. I'm not staying. I'm not right. dealing with this. So, when they, um, when all of that happened, I was able to give them my two weeks notice, like, immediately after. So, I was like, thank God. I got off that sinking ship. Yeah. Like, hallelujah. So, oh, oh, but now, fast forward now, you know, and you actually at Home Depot and also in tech. Like, what's your, I guess, overall perspective or how do you feel about being in tech or at Home Depot? Was it was it the right choice to get into tech? Was it the right choice to get into this company with Home Depot? Like, how are you feeling overall so far? Um, you know what? I think getting into tech was the best decision I ever made, honestly. Um, in Home Depot, like, my team is so incredible. And it's funny because I had a lot of friends. I didn't realize how many people I knew was working at Home Depot. Mm. But I asked them all, like, what do you think? How do you feel? Blah, blah, And every last one of them was like, well, I don't know about other teams, but my team is lit. So mm. my manager's cool. The people I work with are cool. Everybody's, like, real chill, flexible, yacht, yacht. And it's like, okay, well, all right, I'm getting a lot of good feedback. So, and I had been scarred from working for banks for so long and working in, like, the definition of what corporate America is, where mm -hmm. it takes 10 years to get a decision out of anybody and nobody wants to make change and all that. So I was just kind of like, okay, I'm not, I'm going to keep my expectations very low. So overall, uh, you mentioned that, uh, I guess, getting to tech was, like, the best thing you ever decide on. Like, why is that? Why, why getting to tech is the best decision you ever made? So, one, when I left SunTrust, I got, like, a $25,000 raise, which was incredible. Two, because, like, it's it's really cool to be able to say that, oh, I'm creating and working on these things that hundreds of thousands of people use. And, like, so, so what I do specifically at Home Depot is I work on a team that makes lives easier for other software engineers. So I'm creating tools and things that help them be able to deploy to like homedepot.com or different tools that homedepot.com may use um, in a very, again, very small nutshell. So I've learned a lot in this, this short amount of time that I've been there. When you get into like, you can get into the analytical and the artistic side of both. Mm -hmm. And when you can see like your, everything come to life and you're like, oh, okay, I know how to create the API on the back end. Oh, okay, I know how to make this look pretty on the front end. And, and it's just so cool to be able to see all of that come together and say, like, I did that. I know how to I know how to make this work. I know how to create and maintain this thing. Like, and it's something that, you know, like I said, thousands of people can use. And okay, now, what is your, I guess, long-term vision uh, being in the tech industry? I mean, do you see yourself one day starting your own company? Do you see yourself one day, I guess, I'm guessing, either, you know, go up to the to, to the rank at Home Depot or go to another company? Like, what's your overall vision in a tech career? So the overall vision, um, I've already kind of started my own company, um, is where, one, I am doing consulting work where I can choose the projects that I want to work on and mm -hmm. build things that make me excited. Um, and then on the other side of that is kind of like teaching and providing resources for people who 
are underrepresented who want to get into this sort of thing. Um, I'm volunteering with this group. Yeah, can you can you repeat uh, that part? Which group are you are you volunteering for? Uh, Technologists of color. Oh, okay, okay. What yeah, did that group? It's run by this guy named Marcellus Haynes uh, mm-hmm. here in Atlanta, and he does a phenomenal job. That's kind of the the overall goal is to one work on stuff that I want to work on, mm-hmm. and then two help those who want to get into tech get into tech. No, you're right. And as far as the your company that you're working on now, uh, what is the website? Uh, for listeners to go to to check it out. Um, so it's jmo.net. So it's kind of like a play on my name, jmo.net. Um, mm-hmm. So it's J A I M is a Michael O and then dot net. Um, and there, my goal is to like launch courses, provide like graphics for folks who you know they're like, wow, I don't quite want to like build the back end. I just like the front end. So mm-hmm. help me make it look pretty. Like mm-hmm. you know, provide like icons and backgrounds and layouts and stuff like that um and then if people want to reach out to to me for like consulting work or you know they want extra dev help for any project then they can reach out to me on there as well so no that's pretty cool man i think it's pretty cool overall um you know that you actually i stand as a symbol for like you know black people to actually get into tech now as a matter of fact for those listening what are some advice you could give the listeners on how to actually get into the tech industry you know i think folks really need to one i remember when i first started and it was like so overwhelming because you feel like there's so much out there that you can do because i'm a software engineer but you know you can go into cybersecurity, networking systems engineering that sort of thing i think the number one thing that people should do is network try to find folks in those spaces um to kind of pick their brain you know what's a day in the life look like for you you know what are some of the things that you struggled with when you first started, like to provide some perspective? Getting into tech is possible. Okay. And do yeah. you just want folks to, you know, provide that perspective for you if you can? Also, um, you know, go out on the free resources first. You know, to check out YouTube tutorials or cheap Udemy classes and, you know, things like that. Look and see what they're teaching, what they're learning. Put your hands on some code or put your hands in a terminal or in a Docker image or whatever, and see if that's something that you really see yourself doing because a lot of people are, you know, tech pays a lot of money, and Mm -hmm. it does, but Mm -hmm. a lot of people may not have the acumen for it. A lot of people may not have the patience for it, and that's perfectly fine, but, you know, before you start throwing thousands of dollars at something like I did, make sure that that's something that you want to do first. Definitely think that, and then, of course, like, if you go to my website, jmo.net, um, you know, you can reach out to me via email there. My email is there. You can hit me mo at jmo.net. Um, and, you know, anybody has any questions or they want to pick my brain a little bit, I'm more than happy to, you know, provide, you know, a little bit of context if, if somebody needs that. Like, but I think many people, they don't, people think that everybody in tech are just introverts that don't talk to one another, mm-hmm. and that's not entirely true. Like, mm-hmm. we do have a network. There is a sense of community. Um, and I'm also on Twitter. You can follow me at, uh, at M dot underscore E. So it's E M D O T T underscore E. Um, and you know, I'm on black tech Twitter, that little hashtag all the time. If you go on black tech Twitter, I can't talk. Um, (laughs) there are plenty of folks out there that talk about like our lack of representation or they talk about our events or they talk about stuff that you know, that we want to talk about, you know what I'm saying? Like the the community is there. So you just got to go out and, you know, don't be afraid. Don't be shy. You know, 
ask people, like I had somebody on my Twitter the other day, like some random guy just asked me, I guess he found me on the hashtag Black Tech Twitter, and he was like, well, what is your advice for somebody who's just getting started? And I'm more than happy to provide a little bit of advice for somebody, because somebody did that for me, so I feel like mm. I have to pay it for it. I love that. Uh, to to wrap up, I guess my last question is: Speaking of the black, uh, you know, black Twitter or black and Twitter tech Twitter, um, like you being a black, uh, you know, queen in the tech industry, do do you see any funny business towards your way? Any kind of like, you know, you, you, you know, all the stuff that that you read about, you know, on the blogs, on the news about either lack of diversity or either like people being harassed or whatever. Like, do you personally seeing that, or is it happening to you in any way? I mean, some people have said, you know, some slick comments towards me. Like, I remember I was actually at work one day, and a guy, um, this guy that I came in with with onboarding, um, Home Depot does, like, this two-week onboarding process. And one guy, he was a project manager, and we were in the cafeteria, and we spoke to one another. Like, we were just like, hey, what's up? Catching up. We hadn't seen each other in a while. And I guess one of his coworkers comes over, and he's like, oh, you know, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm a software engineer. He looks at me, he's like, you're a software engineer? And I go, yeah, we we come in all shapes, colors, and sizes, sis. Like, I get pissed off, because I'm like, dude, yeah. what the hell are you trying to say? Exactly. And even the guy that I was standing there with, he was like, bro, that's not okay. Like, no. No, don't don't ever do that again. And of course, it was a white guy that said it. Of course. Um, He didn't have his badge on the so I probably reported him to HR, because I don't play that shit. Yeah. But anyway. No, um, but yeah, I mean, people have said some slick stuff to me. And then, the funny thing about it, though, like, especially in tech and at Home Depot as well, like, a lot of us, a lot of places, we're not required to wear suits. Like, a lot of us, we can wear whatever we want. Like, my program, my um, product manager, her hair is purple. Mm-hmm. There's another developer on the floor, her hair is green. Like, mm-hmm. there's people in there with, like, net tats in the whole not Like, we don't care about what you look like. Like, mm-hmm. can you do the job and like yeah you're gonna face some bias being black like you're always gonna face some bias like whatever white guys tell me like oh we don't care about that can you do the job and i don't get a job because of cultural fit like you know you you do deal with that a little bit um i even had a conversation with one of my leads about that when we were talking about it's a white guy we're talking about cultural fit and i told him straight up i was like cultural fit is a cop-out I was like, because if the company culture looks like a white guy, of course I'm not going to fit. I'm a black woman. Mm-hmm. Of course I'm not going to fit. So anytime somebody tells me that, oh, it wasn't a good fit, you know, our culture, duh, 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 that just lets me know that I dodged a bullet. Because yeah. it just lets me know that you were looking for something. You already had a bias against me because you were looking for something that just isn't going to be there because we don't have the same background. We don't come from the same kind of cut experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. You're going to deal with it, but, I mean, you just got to know how to move in a room full of vultures. That's all that is. That's all facts, man. Mo, I appreciate the time. I love the story, and I think you're doing a great thing. I'm I'm, I'm inspired. Sick. I'm actually you know, learning how to code myself, so seeing that you yes. came from a, from a bank background to, like, you know, being an engineer, that inspired me. So, uh, most definitely, man, that's actually dope. Um, before we leave, is there anything else, last words you want to say to everybody? jmo.net mo it's a pleasure keep up the great work and uh, like i said man like like black folks need to see uh and hear more of us more of you so i salute you man yeah. you know what I'm talking about? and i want people to realize too like you don't need a college degree to get into tech my staff engineer has a high school diploma mm. like you do not need a college education to get into tech so do not let that hold you back like Please, please, please don't think that you need that piece of paper to get in the tech. You do not. I came up from the mold, dread headed dog, had B.
big dream in my city was too small. Came through a lot, man. I done see a lot. Four years, twenty jobs. So I hate nine to five. Let me tell you a little story. No, it's not glory. This is for my people and my people that don't know me. If I failed you, man, I'm sorry. Tell mom, dudes, pop, dudes, don't worry. Let me take you way back. When 1989, that's too way back. Let me move it up. Follow, follow, dreadhead and tech, dreadhead and tech, dreadhead and tech.